0: You're listening to the Renew Life Church podcast. We hope this message inspires you and challenges you to become a true disciple of Jesus. To find out more about us, go to renewlifechurch.com.
1: Good morning. Everybody doing good? Church has been incredible so far. Hope I don't screw it up. (laughs) Eh, No pressure. Uh, It's totally fine. Um, No, super honored to be with you. My name is Cody. I'm the campus pastor of Renew Life Church Midland. And if you're new to Renew Life Church, man, welcome. Thank you so much for coming. Hope that that you're blessed today, that uh, you're encouraged today. Uh, I'm gonna jump into some things because I don't have a whole lot of time, but at the beginning of the year, we, we did something uh, called First Fruits Offering. We do this every year. And this year in 2023, uh, all of that offering that we took up was actually designed to uh, go towards funding Youth Camp. And we just returned from Youth Camp just a couple of weeks ago. And uh, unbelievable, crazy, miraculous miracles happened. Uh, friendships were made, uh, kids were baptized, kids were saved, uh, kids were delivered from uh, demonic, influences, I mean, you name it, it happened. And uh, it was really a success. And I would say this, um, kids fell in love with God at camp. If you're a leader in the room and you helped pull off camp, would you stand up? Would you just honor these people just for a moment, if you can? Yeah. I will tell you that um, these people went like super hard like way way hard we had the right people there rabe couldn't finish the last worship set because he lost his voice completely it was uh it was done for and he was supposed to sing on sunday i think actually he was able to still sing but uh, it was absolutely amazing we spontaneously with the approval of parents uh baptized like 15 people that was Uh, 15 students all of the other students were on the the shore of the of the lake like just going crazy every time someone came up out of the water Uh, there were multiple students that received jesus in the water before being baptized like it was just one of those it was just what you would want to have happen if you're a parent and sending your kid away for four days and so we just want to tell you thank you for um trusting us with your kids it was an honor a privilege and um and so much of today is going to feel a little bit like a recap because I want to share some testimonies uh, as I've just been getting text messages from students, reflecting on some things, talking to even other leaders that are just like, every time I think about camp, I, I, I have the same reaction over and over. And I just weep because like God is actually moving like we prayed on our young people. And I declare that greater is, Jesus that is in our young people than he that is in this world that we seem to be so consumed by. Amen? So I want to share some testimonies. I'm going to share five thoughts um, about testimony, and then I'm going to share some things at the end, and uh, we'll pray, and we'll see what happens from there. Um, But five things about testimonies that I wanted to share. The first thing is this. Uh, Testimonies are designed to be weapons. Testimonies are designed to be weapons. Everything that we're we see around us as natural, but also we understand that there's another realm, there's a whole spiritual realm. And there is constantly a battle, a war that is raging and waging for our soul, for our thoughts, for the way that we feel, the things that we do, uh, constantly pulling us and pushing us into certain things. And testimonies are a weapon in this spiritual battle. Revelations chapter 12, verse 10 through 12, you can turn there if you have a Bible. If you don't, it'll be up on the screen. Says, then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren, who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. That's good news. And they overcame him, how? By the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to death, to the death. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea, for the devil has come to you having great wrath, because he knows that his time is short. I love this. They overcame the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. When you hear someone testify of the goodness of God, it should cause faith to rise up on the inside of you. Amen, I see it like a mortar shell. A mortar shell is this massive, this massive weapon and it's dropped into this barrel. And the moment that that mortar shell goes all the way to the bottom of the barrel, it hits a firing pin that launches that mortar shell at the enemy and the target. I see so much of testimony doing the same thing in me. I hope it does the same thing in you, where it's like when a testimony of the goodness of God comes into me, it's like it's coming down and then it it hits that firing pin and faith comes out of me aimed directly at the enemy that's trying to attack me. And his days are numbered and he's been defeated, amen? I I love pictures like that, but that's kind of how I see testimony. It stands in this place for me uh, of these pillars that, that, that bring faith out of me. These are, are things that I hold to, the things that I recall, the things that I remember. I have, a, I have a journal and my notes and my phone are full of all of the things that I can remember and any new thing. I instantly try to write it down and I would encourage you to do the same. You hear something, God does something, God speaks something. Make sure you're writing things down either in a journal, on your notes, in your phone, do something. Make sure that in the time of trouble, in this battle, you could actually reflect on the goodness of God because that's what a testimony is doing. It's reminding you of the good character and nature of our God, amen? Testimonies also do this, they prophesy. In Revelation 19 verse 10, it says this, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. They are the spirit of prophecy. His life and teaching are the heart of prophecy. So a testimony is this, it's really simple, it's any written or spoken record of anything that Jesus has ever done. Very simple. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse three, it tells us that prophecy brings uh, edification, it brings exhortation, and it brings comfort. So when I hear someone testifying of the goodness of God, what that is doing is it is prophesying to me uh, edification, exhortation, and comfort. It's actually mean, it means that it's building up the inner parts of who I am. When you hear a testimony, it's building up the inner parts through edification, exhortation, and comfort, the inner parts of who you are. The other thing about testimony is testimony means to do again. So when you hear someone sharing a testimony of anything that God has done, what you should be hearing is that he wants to do it again in you. Do I have anybody that believes that God can and will do it for you like he did it for someone else? Amen. It's it's so in the word all of the time that God is not a respecter of persons. Testimonies prophesy. They carry power. Testimonies get... The attention of faith. The, num- the the third thing is this: testimonies remind us of God's goodness. In First Samuel chapter 17, this is a famous story in Scripture. But this is the moment when David is going to fight Goliath. We we, we love this. My son's favorite. It's like, did he cut his head off? Yes, yes. You know. <laughs> He says, don't worry about this Philistine. David told Saul, I'll go fight him. Don't be ridiculous, Saul replied. There's no way you could fight this Philistine and possibly win. You're only a boy, and he's been a man of war since his youth. It's interesting how in the spiritual battle that we're all in, the enemy will tell you how big and bad he actually is and how dark and grim your situation and the circumstance really is. He would actually tell you, you shouldn't fight in this battle. You actually aren't worthy. David persisted. I've been taking care of my father's sheep and goats, he said. When a lion or a bear comes to steal a lamb from the flock, I go after it with a club and rescue the lamb from its mouth. If the animal turns on me, I catch it by its jaw and I club it to death. David was a freaking thug. He said, I've done this to both lions and bears, and I'll do it again to this pagan Philistine too, for he has defiled the armies of the living God. Verse 37, this is where I wanted wanted to hit on this. The Lord who rescued me from the claws of the lion and the bear will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine as well. Reminding yourself of the things that God has done, just like David did, Oh yeah, the the situation's big. Yeah, it's a massive giant, I might be young. It it seems like the the, the scales are tipped in one way and it's not in my favor, but hold on a second. I actually serve a living God who's done some incredible things. Let me remind you and then let me also remind myself. Oh my father, yeah, he delivered me. Multiple times I fought lions and bears. What he's doing in this moment is when when, when you testify of God's goodness, it puts your giant in the proper perspective which is defeated, that's all it's doing. Testimony and declaring the the goodness of God, it reminds you of God's goodness. There's moments in time where it's like, I don't feel like God is moving, I don't feel like God is saying, I feel like I'm a deserted island, I don't feel like anything good is happening. You know what you do in those moments? You start recalling the things that God has done for you. When you feel dry, When you feel like you're in Egypt, when you feel like you're in the wilderness, you start declaring the goodness of God. You start reminding yourself of the things that God has done. I don't hear him. Well, go back to the last thing that he told you to do. He speaks, he moves, he is God, he is alive, and he is well and he wants to move again, amen? Reminding yourself of previous testimony always puts the giant that you're facing into the right perspective. Number four, testimonies have to be shared. They do no good if you lock them inside of you. it, it, It doesn't help anyone if something miraculous happens and you just lock that thing away. You know, most of the time we lock it away because we're not sure anybody else will believe it. That's actually not faith, FYI. That's a little bit of fear of man, and hey, we're working through it but testimonies have to be shared. In Deuteronomy chapter four, verses nine through 20, this is incredible, it says, but watch out. Be careful to never forget what you have seen. Do not let these memories escape from your mind as long as you live. I want you to hear God telling you this. And be sure to pass them on to your children and your grandchildren. He goes on to say, never forget the day that you stood before the Lord your God on Mount Sinai, where he told me, some of the people before me, and I will personally instruct him. I love this, this is incredible. Then they will learn to fear me as long as they live, and they will teach their children to fear me also. Verse 11, I want you to visualize what is happening right now. You came near and stood at the foot of the mountain, while flames from the mountain shot into the sky. The mountain was shrouded in black clouds and deep darkness, and the Lord spoke to you from the heart of the fire. You heard the sound of his words, but didn't see his form. There was only a voice. He proclaimed his covenant, the 10 commandments, which he commanded you to keep, and which he wrote on two stone tablets. It was at that time that the Lord commanded me to teach you his decrees and regulations so that you would obey them in the land you're about to enter and occupy. Verse 15, but be very careful. You do not see the Lord's form on that day he spoke to you from the heart of the fire in Mount Sinai. So do not corrupt yourselves by making an idol in any form whether of a man or a woman, an animal of the ground or a bird in the sky, a small animal that scurries along the ground, or a fish in the deepest sea. And when you look up into the sky and see the sun, the moon, and the stars, all the forces of heaven, don't be seduced into worshiping them. The Lord your God gave them to all the peoples of the earth. Verse 20, remember the Lord, remember that the Lord rescued you from the iron smelting furnace of Egypt in order to make you his very own people and his special possession, which is what you are today. Jesus, uh, in this moment, Moses is saying all these things and he's like, I want you to remember the profound thing that God did for you. Can you imagine being on a mountain and flames are literally shooting out of the mountain into the sky? You hear, you see nothing, but you only hear the voice of God. Would you lock that away and not tell another person? Maybe. Like, I don't think anybody's gonna believe this. What he's saying in these moments is like, hey, God is going to do incredible things and he has. We have to make sure that we go and we tell. God broke through, this, I was believing for this thing and I needed a new washer and all of a sudden somebody came up to me and was like, hey, man, the, the Lord told me that you needed a washer, can I buy you one? Share that. I needed a new car and I didn't have any money and I gave my last $20 in the offering and, The craziest thing is I got a car. Do you know people have received cars in our parking lot after church? Do you know that people have received washers and dryers before the end of service when they needed them? We have to share these things, why? Because it's like, well, hold on. I might need that. And the Lord says, exactly. I'm no respecter of persons, and what I've done for one, I wanna do for you. Let me encourage your faith, that your faith would be set in me like it was, from those people and I actually broke through and did something miraculous. We have to go and we have to tell. We have to leave our kids and our grandkids with a heritage of faith. We have to stir their faith up in the Lord. We have to constantly remain in this place of talking about him. Uh, T.D. Jakes, you may know him, he's a a well-known preacher, but he would say this when he was young in his teens if they had like family gatherings or anything like that. He said that the young people would, would start fighting and bickering about who was gonna get to wash the dishes. How many of y'all wish that was coming back? Like just, will you just fight about getting to wash the dishes, please? Don't make me have to tell you to. He said that they would do this, why? Because they knew that if they got to wash the dishes, they were gonna get to be around the table of grandfathers and fathers that were telling stories of God. And they just wanted to get close enough to hear. Like that's the kind of heritage of faith that we have to leave our kiddos. We have an obligation to go and tell. Uh, Number five, the last one that I wanna share with you. Testimonies aren't to glorify the provision. They are to glorify the provider and his name is Jesus. It is very, very simple for us to hear something miraculous, see something miraculous. and, and, and begin to set our, our hearts on the thing and not on the giver of the thing. All testimonies are designed to one, remind us of his goodness and his character so that he would be glorified on the earth over and over and over again. There's a story of a, a young adult that used to come to church here. She's actually in our Lubbock uh, campus now and uh, she had Lyme disease. And for years, she, she prayed about this. She sought God after this. She was like, I, I, I want this healing. I want healing for this thing. And she heard a message and this guy was preaching. And basically the concept that he was preaching was uh, just continuing to look unto Jesus, looking unto Jesus. And he was talking about shifting your perspective off of the thing that you need and just onto the one who provides all things. And she had this, this moment where instantly she shifted her perspective. She said, I felt something change in me and instantly she received her healing. She's healed to this day of Lyme disease. And I just share these kinds of things because I don't want us to get it twisted. It's exactly what Moses was warning the people of. He said, hey, all these things that happen, like make sure you don't create any idols. Don't worship the the, the creatures on the ground or the fish in the sea or the moon or the stars or a person or a woman, like keep it on the Lord. Keep your eyes fixed on him. Make sure that he is uh, your affection, that he is your intention, that he is the one that you're constantly propping up. It's not you, it's not anybody else, it's only his goodness. We can't make, we we have to make sure that we're not uh, being uh, blinded by the thing and it gets us off of the one who provides the thing, amen? Jesus changes everything. Um, so just for a few moments, that's kind of five things that I wanted to share about testimony. It was kind of a, a whirlwind. Tuesday afternoon at camp, it was just a powerful thing. Uh, I was in my, I was in my uh, little hotel room kind of deal. I was speaking the last night, and I was getting ready, and um, I started getting text messages from leaders and there was pictures like this. And for hours, a group of students that are, a little is a little larger than this group, you can't see them all in this picture. For hours, by direction of the Holy Spirit, they walked the campground and they prayed for anybody that would let them pray for them. People that weren't a part of our church group, it's a massive camp, there were, other church, there were other church groups having camped there. I got one report at one point that they saw 30 people get healed. Miraculous things. There was a girl that they prayed for that had been deaf for five years in her right ear. They prayed three times and on the third time she received all of her hearing back. These students are in this room and I hope that this is encouraging and building faith. They shared a story of, they prayed for another student who had a sunburn and with their eyes they watched his skin color change. That might offend you or offend your theology and say, how? God is how? And if you're offended today, I pray that you're offended by God and not me, because God can take care of that in ways that I cannot. (laughs) We have to be in positions where God is able to offend our ways of thinking, amen. Uh, I wanna share, actually, we're gonna do this through uh, a video. Uh, There's an incredible story that took place at camp, and uh, we actually were able to capture this. um, This this picture right here, I want you to look at, I want you to look at this face. <laughs> and then you'll understand why that face is that way after you watch this video. Let's tune into this for just for a moment.
0: My name is Kaylee Garcia, I'm 15 and I am at the Renew Life Midland Campus. So I have a really weak ankle and we were in the mud pit and my ankle got caught between someone's leg in the mud and I went the opposite way and it folded and my entire ankle went numb. So when I got out of the mud pit, I immediately went to our nurse and I couldn't feel my ankle at all. And I was really, really frustrated. I didn't know what was happening. I was scared, I was crying. It was honestly, it was really bad.
2: My name is Payson, I'm 15 and I'm at the Renew Life Lubbock campus. Um, So I went down the water slide, and I'm not exactly sure what happened, but when I came up, I was just in a lot of pain. My elbow just really hurt. It hurt to bend it, and it hurt to straighten it, but I just kind of dealt with it for a little while. And then after the mud pit, we were walking back up to our cabins, and one of our leaders was like, "Um, your elbow doesn't really look exactly right, and it was just very, like, the bone was not where it was supposed to be. And it was just like, my whole arm was aching and it was hard to move my hand like the way it was kind of supposed to move, so.
0: Keith was like, you know, explaining encounters. Matt came up to me and Marley was sitting beside me and Matt told me he was going to pray for my foot and I was just like, "Okay." He said when when someone uses in the name of Jesus, we command. And like I just felt chills go down my body and like I just started crying and Marley was crying and we all just started crying. And after that, we went to rec, and Matt looked at me and was like, Why do you have your boot on still? So I was curious, so I went over to our nurse and I was like, I really wanna see what happened. So when I took my boot off, I was the swelling was completely gone. I was able to move my foot in all directions. I could put pressure on it and I just cried in my like it was so amazing to have the people around me come up and hug me and they were crying too. It was amazing. So after like, I had figured out that I could move my ankle. A lot of the leaders started finding out that I didn't already know. And so everyone was just kind of shocked. Like, it was just amazing. And I was moving and everyone was like, move your ankle for proof. And so we were doing all that. And all of a sudden, Matt called me and he said, come here. And so I went over
2: and I saw a bunch of leaders standing around pacing. Um, so Cody came up to me and was like, hey, like, are we OK? if?" We pray for you, and she came up to me, and like I just remember being like in pure shock, cause like I didn't know at the time, and I was just so confused on like what happened, like how she was just okay. So when Matt called me over and they
0: told me, they said they told me, we want you to pray over her for healing. And at first I was like, me? You want me to pray for healing? And I was just like, I don't even know what you want me to say. And he was like, I'll just say it and you repeat. So in that moment, I was like, well, here goes nothing. And then all of a sudden I just had like a, like if he did it for me, like he needs to do it for Payson too. And
2: I believe that he can. me and was like, hey, like, open your eyes. And when I opened my eyes, like, all, like, 90 kids and leaders were just, like, circled around me. I opened my eyes, and I just started crying, feeling, like, an overwhelming presence of the Lord and the Holy Spirit. And um, then they asked me if, like, I could move it, and so I started, like, extending it, and, like, I extended it all the way, and there was, like, no pain left. nothing that like hurt like and it wasn't swollen anymore like the bone was back in place and like the bruise was like almost all the way gone
0: i like bawled my eyes out like it was the most to be a part of that it was the most just like like that changes so much in my life and i know it changed a lot in other people's life and it was just an amazing like time that was like a great experience
1: How incredible is that? So awesome. Would you would you stand with me just for a moment?
0: Thanks for listening. We hope you felt encouraged by today's message. If you need prayer or would like to connect with us, find us on social media or by going to RenewLifeChurch.com.